Right, good evening everyone. Welcome to the Understart As Orders podcast. It is Thursday the 12th of November and I'm here once again joined by the three best judges that I know in racing. It's Mr Andrew Cummins with a new headset. Hey Chris, how are you? You're sounding crystal clear this evening. Let's hope there's no dropouts. Thanks for joining us. Declan Carroll joins us as well. Good evening, gents. Hello, Declan. How are we doing? And Stephen Edwards has joined us as well. Hello, Stephen. Top hey. Of the morning. Top of the morning. Hey. What a fantastic weekend's race we've got ahead of us. And we're going to look through to 11 races for you tonight. Um, all of them coming from Cheltenham and Punchestown this weekend. Uh, we surely see some nice Cheltenham clues this weekend. And we'll go through it with the lads to have a look uh, and see if we point you in the right direction of some winners. But let's first of all um, just have a little discussion about performances from last week that we really um, took our eye and uh, what a better place to start than in that Troy Town handicap chase with um, the main man, our man, the jam man. Come on, boys. <laughs> what do we say about this? I mean, honestly, what can you say? It just looked like he joined in three, three out from a, from a sprint course on the inner course. It was ridiculous. Hands down, fantastic training job. Running the team well done, showboating ride from Paul Townsend. What do you think about that one, Andrew? Uh, uh, yeah, I loved it, Chris. Um, it was quite a funny story about that because my dad, before the off, he, he saw the gamble coming. I, he ended up, what, five to two, nine to four. Um, and my dad's philosophy would be if there's a horse that short a price in a race of that particular nature, he would lay them for a place uh, because you're getting under even money. So I think he laid the jam man at 1.9 to be out of the top four. Um. Yeah. So he jumped the first in, you know, at back marker. Just a really, really confident ride from Paul Townend. But you knew down the back straight for the second time that that he he was he was done. You know, my my dad was losing his money. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there was. I think Paul Townend took three or four pulls, including one in the home straight. And you know, this horse just jumped fences for fun. He, he doesn't even really look like a chaser to Jamman, but my God, he he jumps like an absolute professional. Um, and it was just such a easy professional performance for a horse that's really on the rise and he's been campaigned so uniquely and I think that can really translate to the public as well when when they see a horse winning a, a flat handicap at York one week and then winning the Tritown the next week um, and then he'll probably be over hurdles on his next start for well I wouldn't be sure what, what Ronan McNally would be uh, thinking what to do with the jam man but you know it's it is a really hard, it's a horse that you know the public can really get behind and it's a phenomenal training job um with such a small string and even you know someone that only has a few horses it's it's really really impressive what he's done with, with the jam man and of course uh, the real deal yeah big fans big fans of that horses um where do you think he'll be campaigned next? Because obviously you're saying that he might go over hurdles. What do you think, Declan? Do you think he might be aimed at the stairs? Yeah, I do. And uh, I actually backed him in the stairs last year. Uh, I, I quite fancied him, even though uh, Paisley Park was there and, you know, he he was the banker of the meeting for most. But uh, I I think he, he wasn't well after the race. And look, you know, everything um, everything the trainer's doing at the moment is, is, is paying off. So, look, it was great to see that the weekend. Uh, you know, some people are never happy. They're, they're not happy when Gordon wins that race every year. And then you have a small yard winning, you know, managing to get a a horse really well handicapped. They're, they're still not happy. They're probably not happy because they weren't they weren't on the gamble. Uh, the price is probably too short for me to, to have a bet in that sort of race. But look, that's what it's not what racing's about. You know, everybody has to to make a bit out of it. Um, so there's nothing wrong with 
um, campaigning our horse very, very cleverly to to pick up these races. And yeah, they've so many options now. Uh, probably go go back Portland, and I'd be I'd be going um, I'd be going up the stairs because it's a poor enough division, and you go there with a really, really good chance. Yeah, definitely. Um, Stephen, uh, anything you want to add to that, mate? Uh, I, mean, I was just glad I didn't. Back, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, it was, it was just the, the performance was just scintillating, really. Great ride from Paul Towns, and uh, I'll tip my glass to Ronan and the team. So here's for you guys. Well done, great performance in the Jam Man, and here's to bigger things coming up to Cheltenham in the coming weeks. Um, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Um, right, we're gonna skip on now. We're going to skip on to the previews of the weekend's race and we're going to start over at Cheltenham um, with a 12.30 on Saturday. We're going to go through the Saturday and the Sunday cards. Um, we've got the first race, 12.30, which is the Triumph Hurdle, Juvenile Hurdle Trial, a grade two here, class uh, one. Uh, over two miles, it's a... Uh, what do we think about this, guys? I mean, Duffelcourt won that listed race at uh, Weatherby the other week and... Uh, also, Hellred won at Chepstow quite well. And Adagio, also for the David Pipe team, did it okay-ish at Warwick. Um, Stephen, do you want to kick us off with this one? Uh, I've got very little sort of insight on it, really. Uh, looks like a bit of a match on paper, doesn't it? But Hellred bumped it up by 12 at Chepstow. Um, the Nichols factor as well, I suppose. <laughs> Anything Gordon brings over, you've got to take note But Eight length winner at Weatherby. Just, just a watching break for me, Chris. Really, I'm sort of, sort of going to try and learn a bit, learn a bit about it more than having it. Yeah, I think it is one of those races where you do have to probably have a little bit of a watching break unless you have a really strong opinion on this race. I mean, you know, Hell Red was for me personally. If you go into my opinion on this, Hell Red probably wins this hands down. Really, Um, nothing against the pipe team, but Adagio can't jump. Um, I know he's only had one run, but it was shocking. Um, the horse I'm looking to here is a conic. I mean, you know that Alex Hales horse that probably go, goes off in the front and tries to lead him off. He owes a few farm lines through a couple of these. Balco Saint was beaten by a conic. Cobalt Cliffs was beaten by a conic last time, and he was he was behind um, the second favourite in Duffel Court here. Probably could be the favourite actually. Duffel Court coming to it. Um, the last time. Iconic, who was he's been a model consistency through that um summer period. He folded quite tamely, nowhere near the standards, probably of a, a, a decent listed hurdler, anyway. Um, and you know, while the same you probably said about Hell Red, you know, that high knee action, he has such a high knee action. If you watch that race at Chepstow, he was prop pro, that wasn't his ground. This soft ground is going to be right up his street, and I think earmarking this could be a triumph force going forward. I think he'll be a great chaser when. He eventually goes chasing. Hopefully, he doesn't turn out to be, you know, a mug, and ends up like going down that chasing route where he's terrible. But I think, I think, I do think that Hell Red, Hell Red is a real solid favourite for this. What do you think, Declan? Yeah, look, he was visually impressive the last day, but you know, I, I, I struggle with um, with juvenile hurdlers at the best times. But you know, particularly novice hurdlers in in Britain. This early in the season, I, I really, really struggled to read the form because I'm not having a go, but there's there's so many bad horses um, and you're getting these one to two, you know, one to four, one to six winners. Uh, you look, it's it's there's more horses, so there's bound to be more bad horses, you know. So it, it's really, I really, really struggled to 
to read the form. Um, I don't know much about any of these, and I think this is going to be a difficult watch. That you know, there's going to be some bad jumpers in here. Like a Daggio would probably be dangerous. Um, Gordon's Duffelco, uh, he's three from three over hurdles. He won the, the listed race the last day. And there's, there's plenty of them you would be, you'd say need to, need to be finding, like Jersey Grays, Hellboy, Hell Red, um, Cobalt Cliffs, Hellboy by Duffelco. You know, we'll, we'll need to settle as well. Uh, but, you know, uh, Historic Heart could be a bit of value. Um, we'll, we'll definitely need to settle better like a lot of these are very inexperienced and the, the, you know still very green but he was he was gave me enough the last day um, and it's not really a betting race for me but if I wanted to take on the, the top two because it's just a bit boring to 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 go with the two of them it, it'd probably be with the start of cart for the Nigel Hawk team and Sean Bowen. What about yourself, Andrew? Anything swaying you from maybe the Duffel Court camp or the Hell Red camp? Um, yeah, to be honest with you, Chris, I, I ju- like the juvenile hurdles, on, in my opinion, at least until the new year, they're, they're really just footnotes. Um, because as Declan kind of correctly said, you do get horses, usually lowly rated flat horses, you know, trying to revive themselves over hurdles. It's kind of like an afterthought. Um, and then you would get the you know, the clued up French three-year-olds, you know, who are streets ahead of, of these horses that are coming off the flat. Um, you just, and you get these form lines that are just really, really hard to follow. So it's usually better to maybe wait until the new year and then go back um, and assess the form from there. Uh, but with that said, you know, Adagio for David Pipe, he was an easy enough winner at, at Warwick. Um, now I know that he was, a little bit iffy with his jumping. Personally, I think he kind of got lonely out in front, and um, when he when he kind of when he blundered, he struck me as as a horse that could well be a, a, an improver because he was rated eighty seven on the flat, um, and you know not a lot of these would be able to kind of replicate that particular form. He didn't strike me as a horse that you know didn't enjoy it that didn't like dislike hurdling. So he might be one to look at going forward, but this would not be a race that I'd be really wanting to have a bet in. Um, this would be a race that I'd be watching with an eye to the future and maybe watching again in you know, January or February and tr- to tr- just to try and get a grasp of the form and we know a little bit more. And when those kind of, um, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful to, to the horses, but you, um, when, the, when the kind of lesser horses have kind of gone out of the picture, if, if you know what I'm saying. So, um, But Adagio is one to kind of look at, I think. Yeah, interesting. Connections have had a few winners with the David Park team from those. Um, yeah, not really a race to get heavily involved in. Um, unless you have a, you know, a really big opinion on it. I do think Hellred's a decent horse, but not really one to be going in at a short price. So we'll skip over that one, um, leave it down to the form lines, and we'll have a look at that when we come back in the new year. Um, let's move on now. It's the 140 next, what we're going to have a look at, which is the, uh, the Horse's Mouth podcast now. Ah, Which, Chris. No, I shouldn't really be public. I shouldn't really be public uh, than that. I should have. <laughs> That's shocking. Who, who's the horse's mouth anyway? We are the horse's mouth. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a novice chase here, a grade two here. It's uh, registered as the November chase. Um, very, very interesting race. Fusil Raffles leads the head of the uh, head of the market all the way down to Gumball at twelve to one. There. Um, let's start with Declan this time. Anything for you in this? Oh, I, I really want to take on Fusel Rattles here. I think he's a bit of a hype machine. I can't see why he's so short. Um, like he, he wandered in all the last day. 
there was nothing impressive about that win for me at Shellam the last day. I know it says, you know, it, what was it, nine, ten lengths, but, it, you know, that that's not for me. He was, I think he nearly went through the rail as well, like, you know, um, really, really not for me. Delighted to see him at that price because, you know, I, I want to be taking him on. Uh, El Dorado Allen, Beast Army Ireland, which, you know, when, when she was with Willie, I was I, I wanted her to go over the fence last year. I thought she would have been a real ankle horse, very hard to catch out in front, popping fences. But um, he's he's gone and, and beat her. He is the type of horse who will improve for the fence. He probably needs to iron out his jumping. But, you know, he, he was entitled to, to, you know, learn the last day. And, you know, if, if he has learned, he, he really, really will be tough to beat um, on Saturday. Quell uh, Destin, he showed to be schooled well um, coming from that yard. Uh, two seasons over hurdles, though, and I don't really like when when, when horses stay over hurdles too long. He wasn't a bad hurdler. He, he was fairly decent, you know, so uh, I don't know. This, this is, it, it's his first it's his first chase as well and I know Andy hates horses running in in the first chase around Cheltenham when it's up and down you're jumping off to the right landing to the left it is it's very very difficult place to navigate your way around I don't think Gumball and and Le Patriot will be, be up to this but Henry's Henry's filly you know and she's only a filly she's four years of age uh, very impressive the last day uh, I thought she she beat Polish Steel the day before that, she be heaven help us really well at, at Sligo. I, I think, you know, Henry, did this race was on the Sunday last year and Henry sent it the other mare over, put the kettle on, who we'll get to discuss later on. You know, and, and, and look what she turned into. But, you know, you, you could argue maybe Zachareva is coming in here with, you know, more potential than put the kettle on had and, you know, I'm very, very excited about this filly. Um, it's strange to see a filly, a four-year-old filly going over, chasing. Oh, you know, from an Irish yard being sent over to, to Cheltenham so early. But I'm very, very excited about her. Um, I think that eight to one's great value. Um, she she must be tough for them to be sending her over. He wouldn't be he wouldn't be scared in her. I don't think. So she must be showing something really, really good at home. And that about eight to one, that could be, that could be a great price. Yeah, you'd think Kelda Stan on debut chase run here would need to be foot perspect against some of these in here. Um, you've got the likes, like you say, Zachary, who's been perfect last time out. She travels so sweetly and she looks an improver to be noted. Um, my opinion on her at El Dorado Allen's a little bit different than yours, Deck, because I actually think he's quite wayward at his object obstacles. He was over hurdles. And I think he was quite fortunate to beat Stormy Island last time. Um, I think it kind of race kind of set up for him um, quite easily. I think Stormy Island is still the best horse in that race, and I'd take that out from it. Um, wouldn't be for me. Um, I, I, I think that Fusil Raffles is the one that they all have to beat. I think he's slick, effective. His chase starts as a real contender, I feel, for the Oracle. And I, I, I do feel that he is that, that good. He has got that quality. But I think Zakareva, like you've said yourself, is is the dark horse in this. And uh, probably Andrew will probably back that up. Is that right, Andrew? Um, I actually, you, you guys kind of had a, a bit of both of what I was about to go with because I do think this is a duel between Sarkareva and Fuso Raffles. Um, 
the, the interesting thing about Fuso Raffles, you know, he was a four-year-old rising five last year. Um, and I know, obviously, there was... Uh, that's usually not... That usually doesn't favour a juvenile hurdler um, traditionally. And he did race twice on soft ground, and that they're the two times he bombed out. But it is very much worth noting that Fuso Raffles is has an absolutely exceptional record on good to soft or better. Um, so it could be very much ground dependent. Now, I know he did come out at Chepstow and the ground was, you know, that was exceptionally quick though. And uh, you don't want to run a national hunt horse on, on that particular ground, but it is really, really interesting to see Fusa Raffles, you know, Henderson's getting racing into him early. He goes well fresh. So my, my inkling is he'll go here. And there's every chance, in my opinion, he could be put away for the Arkle if he goes and wins this. Um, kind of like what put the what Henry de Bromet did with put the kettle on last year. To, you know, to kind of uh, freshen him up, avoid that really testing winter ground, which he really seemed to dislike last year. And I feel like that might have put a painted the horse. Um, you know, maybe turn punters off him uh, because he was beaten at you know short prices. Uh, but Epi, like he, he went off two to one joint favor, joint favor to beat Epitante in a Christmas hurdle. Um, obviously, it didn't materialise. Um, now, Henry de Bromhead has Sir Kareva here, um, and she's the only other one I'd really want to talk about because, you know, she did be heaven help us relatively easily at Sligo when, of course, well, heaven help us didn't really jump too well that day. But she franked the form by winning a fairy house. And then she won a grade three beating Polish Steel. Um, she jumps and travels for fun. She doesn't like to have, you know, she doesn't like to be involved with the early pace. So, you would want to, like, you probably will see Aiden Coleman riding her cold and, you know, maybe coming with a late search, which would be complete opposite of put the kettle on, who just went from the front. Um, as Declan said there, quell the stand. I could not have it chasing debutant at Cheltenham. Just forget about it. End of story. You could give me a million to one on him and I would, I, I'd be ha- not, absolutely not. Um, and then there is. Oh, you wouldn't put a pound on it. And um, no, not even. <laughs> no, I, I'd be leaving him. Uh, it's, it's a second wind surgery as well. It's saying here, so uh, second run after a wind surgery. So there is that. Um, and then obviously there's La Petra Gumball, Eduardo Allen. I, I, Eldorado Allen. I wouldn't be massive on them. I'd, I'd be happy to take them on. I know what Eldorado Allen. I, I kind of agreed with Declan there. He was a nice chaser, but I'm, I'm. Rambling on here, but I think it'd be a few so raffles are Zakarava. Um, I'm really tempted by the price of Zakarava, but I do think few so raffles will win the race. Uh, I know that was quite long and winded, but there we go. We get the we get the um, Stephen. Are you going to say anything a bit different than that? Uh, I think the boys have sort of covered it really, but I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to, I'm always trying to get. Get something to beat short price favourite, but uh, to be honest with you, he's won a four-runner race, doesn't he? Like Getaway Trump didn't really run to its form last time. He hit a few fences, and even the race that uh, uh, you talked on debut, like Fusey Fusey didn't do much wrong. But Gumble's second favourite that day. Gumble hit about three fences quite hard, and still still in the running, like coming down to the third last, and then he's blundered again. I'm not saying I'm I'm, I'm on Gumble to sort of reverse the places but I think I think there's still better to come from him. I think ten to one. I'd rather back him at tens if he was to put a better round of jumping in than back the favourite evens. Like I think it's only this time last year Gumble was I think did he win I think he was second in the Great Wood. So 
he's not adverse to running in these decent races, you know. But um, the other thing was was what the boys picked up on was Zakareva. Like, it's not so much. I don't really know what she's done on. It's hard for me to gauge the form, but any horse getting over a stone in a race like this, you've really got to take note, especially when it's got winning form. Um, Krell Destan, it was one of them. It was one of them early type triumph hurdle horses, wasn't he? But he sort of hoovered up all the early novices over here. By the time Cheltenham came round, he sort of met his match. And I think Nichols never really knew what to do with him last year. He was top weight in the uh, in the Great Wood. I think after beating Tor Pillow here, but I think until we see him jump, we wouldn't know what to expect. But uh, for me, I'm I think Zachariver as well. But I, I just think Gamble could run better than his price. Yeah, great, thanks very much. That stay nice each way. They're on Gumball probably at twelve to one. Um, do we fancy something solidly Declan to have a bet in this? Yeah, I am all over Zachariver. Look, the, they're, they're a little worried that it's a four-year-old filly going over to run the chase at Cheltenham on this old course, torn a lot. But, you know, winning at Sligo, you know, it, it's good experience because it's it's round. You're turning a lot. And, you know, you're turning a lot on that old course. Like, you know, it's probably the tightest of the grade one tracks, you know, out of them all. So... She, she is going over there with some decent experience, but you know it is going to be it, it can be it can be a new test for for young horses and you know, I suppose she's going over there with with no crowd as well. So, um, I think she, I think she's good there. Yeah, excellent. Thanks very much, Andrew. Yourself, you found I'm going to raffle? be a bit bold here, Chris. Um, and I'll have Fusil Raffles and Zachareva in a reverse forecast. Uh, I do like them both. Can I join? Can you you can't reverse with in, in, in even money favourite. <laughs> no, like no. I'm no. not reversing that. I'm reversed. I'm going straight forecast. Fusel Raffles, Zakareva. Bold, bold, bold. And, and you're going each way, aren't you, uh, Stephen? Yeah, I'm just going to give Gamble like, another chance to... Um, ah, lads, each way I can and reverse forecast with even money shots. <laughs> Ah, come on, you're the There's a change. Declan, you're the master of these, mate. Give us a chance. <laughs> Be lining up nah. with your nan. Right. Reverse <laughs> workouts. Holding up the Tokyo. <laughs> I think, is it, isn't Jesse J going to sing us a song? Hello? Jesse J is going to sing us a song, isn't she? Oh, <laughs> uh, look, let, let's say the better. Oh, that, yeah, let's move on from that swiftly. Right, next race we're moving on to is the 2.15 on Saturday at Cheltenham. It is the Power Paddy Power Gold Cup Heritage Handicap Chase Grade 3 over two and a half miles here for the Chasers. Um, interesting. I know there's been a lot said about this week, lads, between Simply the Vets. Um, is that you, Andrew? Like, yeah, I've... Um... There was some brave man offering 350s on the exchange for the Gold Cup. And, you know, it was only for small money, but I, I had to have a little... I, I took it anyway. Um, this this race really fascinates me this year because it's it's littered with sophomore chasers, you know, the second-year chasers. And I, I do feel that they could have more pounds in hand than usual because they didn't get their proper spring campaign. They didn't go to Aintree. Um even in some cases, they didn't go to Punchestown. Um, you know, there, there was plenty of racing still to go, you know, where their handicap marks may have been affected. Um, so you have Sansone, even Slayhouse, Al Dancer, Mr. Fisher, Simply the Bets. Um, these horses could just have anything in hand um, because of, of the, you know, spring being cancelled. 
Um, and it's kind of hard to get away from the second season chasers as a result of that, even though they all kind of are priced accordingly. Um, you know, I, I did like Cotto Rico at a bigger price, but, you know, he was tipped elsewhere and he's been priced within an inch of its life now. Uh, so I'd, I'd have to leave him uh, at the particular price. But yeah, no, Chris, I really, really do like Simply the Bets. He jumps and travels so well. And even in the stable plate last year um, at the festival, it looked like he was going to be swallowed up by Happy Diva. Um, and he just found another gear. And he didn't just, you know, he didn't just hold on. He was going away at the end. Um, he, he, it's almost like he saw another horse and just said, absolutely not, this is mine. And, you know, he beat Imperial Aura before that. And, you know, he's a... He's done fantastic since. I think On the Slopes was in behind that day, who won races as well. Um, you know, the form just really stacks up. And we already seen Harry Washington win a really good handicap at Rouge Viff, who I'll probably talk for an age about after later in the show. <laughs> but, um, you know, simply the bets here at 157, it doesn't bother me in the slightest because I think he's a grade one horse. I, I hate that proverbial grade one horse and a handicap s- s- slogan. Um, because personally, I think if grade one horses ran in handicaps, they would absolutely eat them up. Um, but simply the bets, he could be a mid-160s horse in here off 157. I'm not a fan of Mr. Fisher. I think he is... I know I was talking about the sophomore chasers, but I I just think he's overrated, personally. Um, Al Dancer is very, very interesting because he was campaigned over only two miles last year and he showed his willingness and, you know, he showed his stamina to get two mile five beating master Tommy Tucker at Newton Abba, who set a decent clip. So that opens a lot more doors with Al Dancer. He could even you might try and get three miles in time as well. Um, but I'm very much with simply the bet there, which is, I know nine to two in a, in a big handicap, but I, I really, really like this horse and I think he could be a goal cup horse. Can I just, um, just before we move on, Andy, can I just ask your opinion? Because I, I know you talked yeah, about yeah. Brown Advisory last year that um, when Simply the Vets, you know, two, two calls uh-huh. from Happy Diva, you know. Uh, did you not think, though, that have, coming over the last, that Happy Diva would go on and then Simply Bet, the Vets um, kind of powered on, you know, closer to home? You know, Happy Diva has got amazing mm. form fingers around Shelton. She's never actually been unplaced around here, I think. This is she's probably been Barra Fall, I think, race, yeah. Happy Diva, and I think she's better at the she's better. She at is the better at the weights, but she's nine rising ten. And simply the bets is a seven year old um who's probably only going one way. Now I'm not saying Happy Diva has no chance. She will run a race. Um she's an absolutely fantastic, consistent, admirable, tough mare. Um and I take absolutely nothing away from her. Richard Patrick gets along brilliant with her, and that three pounds will be valuable, especially that, you know, with the relationship that they have. But I do think simply the bets yeah. You know, he's. I say this trip is his absolute minimum at the moment, um. And I say we could see any amount of improvement when he goes over three miles, um. And I think he could put the Gold Cup division. You know, I wouldn't say on notice because he still has to find another. You know, technically twenty pounds. Um, you'd want to be high one seventies, but there's every chance. You know, because he's been campaigned so conservatively but also so well, you go going through the ranks that we just do not know where his ceiling is. And that's a horse that you could really, it really excites me personally, especially when you, you, you know, well, I obviously I don't know, but I'd be very, very confident that, you know, he's going to get a, a longer trip in time. Yeah. I mean, by the front three in the market here, we're looking at 10 to one each way on the others. Is there anything you fancy, Stephen? Uh, yeah, it's a real, it's a real curtain raiser, isn't it? For the season, this one. 
Like if this was on the flat, you'd be saying, like, where's the group horse in the handicap? I mean, like, if you go back through the years, it's littered with championship horses, like Exotic Dancer won this before being behind Kato Star in the Gold Cup. Imperial Commander won it before winning the Gold Cup. Even Long Run got stuffed in this, you know. Won the Gold Cup the same season, like, so... There could be anything in this race. The last few years, I think it's been pretty poor. But like Andy said, this year you could you could have real top end animals in the race. Like like all week, the race seemed to resolve around like Saint Sonic. In it early in the week, it was as low as I think three to one, maybe a little bit lower in some parts. But that seems to have corrected itself a bit. That was incredibly short. Like probably the nickel factor wasn't it? the fact it was so short. But he's not done quantity. He's only run twice in his country, I suppose. I suppose running behind Sam Crow, Mellon, and Fahim is probably a bit. It's, it's on that race alone, isn't he? Why he's favourite? Yeah, that's it, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but they're still. Well, Sam Crow's like, a bit harsh. Like your granny. <laughs> <laughs> but simply the best, like Andy said, he's, he, could, he could be absolutely anything, couldn't he? Like that, that day, he just sat in third or fourth. Happy Dean was cruising all over him coming to the last, but he just. He sort of saw a bit of daylight and away he went, you know. As if he, as if the old ears pricked and that was it. Mr. Fisher done his usual sort of come from off the pace, looked like he was staying on, but he was never going to get there. Sarah Dilak in that race also fell when disputing the lead. It'd be interesting to see whether Pipe can eke any improvement out of that, you know, especially given the, the track record in the race from the family, you know. Martin won it a few times, Cypher Mortar. Uh, Lady Cricket, a few, a few good animals, especially in David Johnson years, you know. Breland, Darcy Nichols, that wouldn't be without a squeak, you know, he's run well in these sort of races. Um, it's an open race, Chris. It's, uh, as boring as it sounds, I probably would I probably would side with Andy just because we don't I don't think we've seen the best of him yet, you know. Yeah, he's a thoroughly, thoroughly gutsy stayer. Um, really has a good turn of thought. I think simply the best. Harry Whittington, such an underrated trainer. I think he's doing wonders there. Um obviously in here also we've got Sky Pirate. Now Sky Pirate if you don't know this horse, anybody, he is an absolute bridal merchant. He will travel, 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 and then won't find anything off the bridle. He's done that for the last three or four starts. Um, so he's one to avoid, like the plague. Um, Declan, what do you fancy in this, mate? Uh, look, first of all, I, I think Andy's bang on the money with horses being less, less exposed than they normally are because of we, we had no spring festivals after Cheltenham. And yeah, there's that. That's why they're turning up here, and um, there's no two ways about it. That's why that's why it looks so competitive at the top of the market here. But I, I'm not sure they're all that either. I I think I think Andy could be right another year with simply the best turning into it, a golf cup horse. But you know, I I think I think. The year that we're in at the moment, we have some really good staying chasers around. And I'm not sure Albion Photo will even be checking the teletext for the result of this race. Never mind <laughs> watching it. I don't do bothered, like, you know. And I'm not sure simply the bet has, has lumped weight around. What was he's eleven eleven. I I'm not sure he's proven he can carry the weight. Like he's he's gonna have to carry weight in, in a grade one. Um uh, you know, we They'll be all off levels, but they'll be carrying weight. I'm not sure he's really done that. It's been very impressive what he's done to date, but he's obviously been, you know, still unexposed. He's very, very likable. I, I do like horses, you know, stepping into grade ones after winning a few handicaps because they can, you know, you they, they generally go quick at a handicap. 
Um, and, you know, it's a big field and it's good experience for stepping into big grade one races. But, you know, it would be great for him to, to, to end up in the Gold Cup in March. But I, I'm, look, 350 to one, one and a half, but I, I'm not so sure with, with the group of the group of chasers we have at the moment, uh, the group of Dane chasers, I, I don't know. And he still has to prove he can look this way around and, and be horses. Um, after that, like Mr. Fisher, like has been said there, he was behind the old timers in, in the march. And I, I'm not sure either he's been two pound of simply the bets. Uh, the Nichols horse is quite inexperienced and, you know, potentially more exposed, more unexposed than, than the rest of them, but I don't really know what to make of them. Al Dancer beat a non-jumper the last day, uh, and I think he needs some proof. He's, he's not a horse I've ever liked. I, I've, I didn't like him as an office holder. I, I didn't like him last season. Slay House is, you know, running the RSA, but it's just, it's actually his tour season over fences, so he's not going to be as exposed as, as like the one I like, and and we mentioned him the last time Cheltenham was on, is Kill Cody. It was a good run the last day behind Southfield Stone, and we had mentioned um, on that podcast if if Soldier of Love ran a good race, like he was well worth looking at. And Soldier of Love was second to Galvin, and then Kill Cody was second. He, he could be more unexposed than most, you know, number 16, 10 stone five. He's good value there at 20 to 1, I think. Yeah, he's carrying no weight at all, and he is such a gutsy horse. I've, I've really enjoyed watching Cool Cody take to, to the fences. He's he's really put himself forward. Um, is that your each way selection, though, Declan? Each way. Yeah. Fifteen to one. Yeah. Yeah. No, each way. Yeah, twenty to one. Yeah, twenty to one. I yeah. can see here. Twenty to one. That's great. Um, Declan. Well, yeah, I, I feel like I'm going to need a shower after this tip and favourites, but yeah, simply the bets. I'm I'm going to have to double down. Um, Stephen, yourself? Yeah, I just looked. So I had two pages of notes, and I remember chatting to you guys earlier in the week. And I, I thought I was looking at the Russian Diane, wasn't I? But I've not. I'm going to mention it now, but I'm, I'm going to I'm going to stick with simply the bets. But I think Breland does. It, it's actually weighted reverse form of Happy Diva in last year's run in the second Cheltenham meeting in December. John Joe Junior books up. I'm sort of swaying towards him at 16 to 1, Chris. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Happy Diva myself. I think Happy Diva is a great each way, each way option. She loves it around here, and I think she'll be primed for this at 12, 14 to 1 that you can find at the moment. Um, right, let's move on, guys. We're going to Sunday now. Sunday's racing. What a, what a fantastic day, Sunday at Cheltenham. Another great day. We're going to then, after this day, we're going to have a look at the Punchers Town on Saturday and Sunday. Um, but let's first of all have a look at this Cheltenham race. It's the 225. It's the slow tiers. Um, what a fantastic renewal it is, really. It's, it, it really does look good. Now, before anyone goes into this, I just want to put my two pennies in this. It might not be, sit well with you Irish guys here, but um, I'm just going to go with it. Rouge Vic, we'll start with this now, because I know, Andy, you quite like this. He was to blame last time, and he has to go high on the high on the list for me personally. Two former win- winners in this are in here, Deppy Desoy and Scoriol. They both won the race. Is, is, is put the kettle on better off de- dictating at a slow pace? Well, I'm looking at these races at Cheltenham and they have been very, very slow times. And, you know, I'm saying it's slow and it's slow for a reason because he's dictating the pace and it's quite slow. 
Now, will it get a slow pace in this race? Probably, yeah. It probably will. So, um, so nearly 20 seconds off standard, really. Um, Deffy won it last year, this this race, off 20 seconds off standard. It turned into a sprint, really. Rouge Viff last, last race was, was run at a right good gallop. It was only like two or three seconds off standard. Um, so that, for me, if it comes into a sprint for this race on Saturday, I think Rouge Viff, for me, personally, doesn't have a chance. It'll be a great watch. It depends what tactics are like for me, but not for me. I think put the kettle on. I think she's got a great chance, really, if it, if it, if it turns into herself dictating the pay. And Rouge Viff, for me, Andrew, I know you're going to hate me, but without the um, without the pace, I don't think Rouge Viff has a chance. Come back I think he could make it, Chris. I, I, I say he could sit on the front end with put the kettle on. Uh, but just in fairness, going back to the mare there, I know you said that the times were very slow, but you have to take into consideration when she won on this this meeting in November and even in the Oracle, the ground was very testing. So, And and in my opinion, in, in relation to the ground, they didn't hang around. And I think the time was more reflective of the ground than it was maybe it being a dawdling gallop. Um, now, the ground is likely going to be quicker here today um, or, well, on Sunday. Um and that will suit Rouge Fifth far more than it will suit Put the Kettle on. Um, and Rouge Fifth has 100%. He's only a six-year-old. He's 100% improved since last year because my my slight worry, because um, I really fancied him the last day um, and it, and was even saying back him for the champion chase, but my slight worry was maybe he just doesn't like Cheltenham that much, uh, but he completely put that to bed. Um, like That was an absolute procession. You know, it, I think it. I, I, it's hard to even say that to Jill because Deffy Desai, we can't forget how impressive he was last year. Like I know Underscore uh, was a bit of a pensioner by the time he was beating him around Ascot and beating him, you know. Um, you, so, you know, whether he's a 169 horse after what he did last year in the champion chase, which was probably excusable, um, it's open to interpretation. He's still only seven. Um, but... It is. It is nice to see the the kind of the newcomers on the block put the kettle on a rouge fifth. Um, I don't think Duke Geneva is a two miler these days. I think he wants a further trip and maybe softer ground. Uh, Riders on the storm is an absolute psychopath. Uh, Scorpion, no surprises there. Um, and then Forrest Bean, I wouldn't say is good enough. Um, but because of the ground and only because of the ground, um, I'd be saying rouge fifth over put the kettle on. But if the heavens were to open, um. I would, I would probably reverse my selection and say put the cat on, but for at the, as, as of right now, it would be Rouge Viff for me. I think generally the, the, the weather forecast is looking okay for Saturday. A little bit of gentle rain, but I don't think it will affect uh, it that much. Definitely Stephen, um, what do you think, mate? What, was there anything come out of the champion chase of what happened that day? Just, it was so bad. Too, too bad to be true, wasn't it? But... There was about four runners, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And they're all exposed to high. Yeah. I never thought he'd make a winner on the card. I bollocks on him when he won the triumph, but he just, it was small. But, um, hey, yeah, the bleep yeah. machine. Um, I suppose if definitely destroys it, he's best. Yeah. He probably picks these up late, doesn't he? But uh, I could be backing him at seven to four. And if, it's, it's hard to believe he's still only seven years old. He seems to have been around forever. I suppose he probably was winning them novice hurdles when he was three, wasn't he? But. Uh, put the kettle on for me, Chris. I think uh, that Arkle race. I think a lot of people said Fakir Duda is sort of bluffed the last, but I don't think it would have mattered. But she found plenty. I think she's game as they come. But um, I, 
Andy was just saying about Duke de Genovese probably needs further. It's, it's an ARCA winner at the end of the day. I think eight to one's a bit is a decent price. It's it's hard to say. Can you say that Paul Nichols can improve a horse has come from Willie Mullins? But you know, sometimes a change of scenery, it, it's possible that would that could be an each way sort of squeak, you know. But put the kettle on for me, Chris. Declan, what about yourself? Are you sticking with the Irish camp? Uh, look, oh, just to go back to the times, um, uh, look, a race at the festival has never run slow. You know, the, the real test of the festival for me is is you're going a yard quicker than you've gone ever before, you know, or any other meeting. You know, it's it's not the hill. It's the, it's well, first of all, it's getting to the start. If you can get to the start, you, you've done well. You know, it's the uniqueness of the course, uh, but it, it's you're going a yard faster, and the hill is is not as steep as it is in other race courses. But you know, you're you're you've done all your running, but by the time you get there, you've been taken off your feet. You know, and you, you've had to keep going. Oh, and the ground. I walked across the course in March, and you know, see, you, you lads in the UK are probably struggling with it, but it was actually yielding ground. You know, you, you don't have a word for it, so you, you, you don't really understand it. But um, they, they went, they, they definitely went the good gallop for the ground that day. So, you know, I, I don't think she dictates off a, a slow pace or anything like that. I can offer the life of me understand why they're joint favourites. She's beaten Rouge Fellasoy twice at Cheltenham. And, you know, I, I know we all tipped him up the last day and he was very impressive, but it was a handicap. And as Andy pointed out, you know, he, these horses, he, these second season chasers are, you know, less exposed than they normally are. It was impressive. It was great. We, we said if he wins this, well, he's a grade one horse. And he's probably good enough to, to run in them. But, you know, what, what has this mare done, done wrong? She, she runs well fresh. You know, she, she obviously loves her at Cheltenham. She loves the old course. And... You know, I, I I think she's she's probably not great value at two to one, but I think Rouge Riff is awful value at two to one because you also have Deffy Desai in there, and if you're willing to put a line through um the Queen Mother, where you know if you if you're gonna say if it was only a blip, he is definitely the horse to beat. You know, he he had a fantastic season last year, and he was head and shoulders above everything else. And I really think it's it's the mayor who's gonna to have to put it up to him. He's probably the value in this race, uh, at five to two. Um put the kettle on. You know, he, he should probably be the favourite. Put the kettle on should be five to two and Rougeviff should be, you know, a, a couple points bigger again. I just think he's off of value at, at two to one. Um Riders on the Storm is a horse I love. Uh, he was with Tom Taff and as Andy pointed out, I wrote it down, he is a scorpion. He's fallen twice at Cheltenham. He fell when he was with Tom uh, in the in the novice handicap, and he's fallen again in the Ryanair. And when he was with Tom, he seemed to always need good ground. And oh, what it's is the ground actually like at Cheltenham? Uh, it's good to soft at the moment. Looks like it is going to yeah. stay in that way. Okay, if it gets good, I suppose. Look, he's he he is a good horse. I don't know whether he's a two miler or a two and a half miler, but. Uh, I, I certainly think if you know oh, look he, he probably doesn't like it there he's fallen twice 
if you took that out of the equation, I think he has a better chance than the likes of Duke de Genevra. Who it's only for us being in it. I, I don't fancy I don't fancy Duke de Genevra. He hasn't won since he won that article. And the form of that article has been great. Like uh, us and them was second, Articulum was third. And they are two horses who've been in white tracker, you know, since they began racing, but they haven't really done anything. There's no great form to the race, but I, I, you know what? I, I love an article winner, and I'd love to put the kettle on to come out and win this. But I think Deputy Desoya is is definitely the horse to be, and a five to two. That that's that's the value bet. Where are you seeing five to two, Deputy yeah, Desoya? I agree with that, Declan. Um, Paddy Power, really? Jesus, and Powers. Looking at hills, the three of them are all seven to four. Hills. Wow. That's where we need to go, then. That's where I'll, we need to go. So, we're, we're summarising the other day, but, um, I'll stick with her. But if Deffy's on, if Deffy's at his best, he'll pick these off. I don't Andrew. really like getting involved in races where I'm like I'm going to be biased because I've I've a lot invested in Rouge Vip from last time out and then in March. Um, and Declan is technically right; he is probably a couple points too short here. Um, so I'm going to have a nice, comfortable seat on the fence beside you for this one. <laughs> if you don't mind, unless you're Is getting involved, me? I'll have to, I'll I'll keep Whoa. the fence warm. Are, are you joking me? I am already involved. Declan's already said mine. Go on, Declan, say it. Yeah, look, we all love falling in love with a mare, you know. And Arthur winners are exciting, but you you can't you you can't turn down that five to two about Deputy Humongous. Yeah, I agree with that. That's that's probably a great shot. I do think there's. It is. It is a big, decent. It's a decent amount that you can get on that. That's decent. Right. Let's uh, let's move on. The the uh, Great Wood handicaps the next one. The Grade Three, fantastic handicap hurdle. Really, it's uh, well, it's just very competitive, isn't it? I mean, looking at it, do I think Kashima is well handicapped? Yes. Do I think it can win a competitive race of this nature? <laughs> no. Um, I mean, back in it when it's in lesser company, let's put it that way. I just don't feel it's it's up to this, you know. I, I don't know why, you know. I, you know, it is well handicapped, but I don't think it'll be that day. I think he's actually better on flatter tracks, actually. Anyway, Edward Stone is a worth favourite. Yes, he is. I'd like to see him run before I consider betting on him. Miltwood, you know, I was big on him last time out. It was unfortunate, really, in that uh, Foss last travels well, but this looks a little bit too hot. Main fact. You can't fault the main fact, can you, really? It's such a good attitude. Just what you've got to love. David Pat's got a great horse there. I don't know, actually, if he's due to running this, actually. I'm quite tempted by him, but, you know, now that I've looked at the race and now that I've had a proper look, I, I do I do like Time White. I think Time White for Harry Nick, uh, for Harry Cobden and Paul Nichols. Um, that's the one for me. He was going well in the Boodles last year um, until it turned into a little bit of a sprint. And last time he turned out, quite well. He proved how well he was at Cheltenham. I mean, he looks stronger and more a developed individual, and I think they've really got him where he wants to be now. I think he will make up to a good chaser in time, but I think that Time White's one that we need to keep on our keep on our side this season. I think he's he, he's decent value. You can see 8-1 to one around there, and 6-1 to one in short places. I think he's got decent value. I think he pro- provides that for us. What do you think about this one, Deck? Jesus, can't make a head in a tail of this race. Um, this this is not one of my races, man. Um, Edward Stone is, is probably Wardy favourite again. 
we've missed the spring. So, what was he fifth in the? Was he sixth in, in the in the supreme? Don't, we don't really know. We didn't learn enough about the likes of these horses um, after Cheltenham because some of them, some of them grow from Cheltenham, and I don't really know. I have no real opinion on this race except for I know Bally Andy will will run his race, and if you were looking to to steal some place money, if you, if he's fourteen to one, wouldn't be an each way bet for me. If you were to get maybe sixteen to one, twenty to one. I'd start thinking about an each way betting him. I know he's top weight, but he's as honest as day as long. You, you, you know he's going to run his race for you. Um, he, he, he won't, I don't think he'd be winning it. Something, something more close is going to be winning it, but he'll try his heart out for you. I don't have a massive opinion on the race. Fingers crossed it's not Prashima because I hope that Sunday so is not Prashima's day. Before running a race by about 12 lengths, I thought, Jesus Christ, it was just it was so impressive. I think he went to Chester after that and sort of bluffed his lines. But I, I watched it a couple of times last year because he was a horse I thought he could really develop into a good hurdler, but he, he never seemed to get home in any of his races. And even with 10 stone three, I just I, I couldn't be having it. Like, obviously, Skelton, they probably, it could have been plotted up for a while. So we could see a performance which we've not seen over, over hurdles before, which is the which we've been talking about, where horses being teed up for races, but uh, I'm fully in the Edward Stone camp. I backed him in the week at eight to one. Uh, I don't see any reasons to change. He got beaten by Stolen Silver in the uh, the Supreme Trial at Haydock last year. We he cruised into the Lady Gallops all over him, and I think that day there was three particular horses that traded like a thousand to one in running and all and all one. Um, I think Bally Andy beat something that day, funny enough, in uh, the Champion Hurdle Trial. I can't think what it was, but Edward Stone then went to the went to the Supreme where he, he missed the break. He uh, he hit hard the first quite hard, and he was sort of in the back of the back back of the field for the first half of the race. He sort of, he got himself back into contention around fifth or sixth coming down the hill, and then when the race got serious, he sort of fell away a bit. But I, I do think last year's Supreme was well above average, you know, like Shishkin. Abracadabras, uh, even a stereocolonge game right hand, he could turn out to be a real superstar, you know. I, just, I think, I don't think there's anything in that sort of calibre in this race, you know. Time White was going really well in the Fred Winter last year. I don't know what seemed to happen after the third last, it's end up last in the field, but he's shown there's no no real will effects, you know. The Chepstow race, it absolutely bolted up. Um, the Nichols factor again. 10 stone 13, you probably you'd have, to, you'd have to take serious note of that. But the other one I did look at, Chris, was Tegarek of John Joe's. Um, this run at the last meeting at Cheltenham, I think it opened about 12 to 1 in the morning. It backed into fives, it absolutely bolted up. Very impressive win, Stephen. Yeah, one Eric likes it, one, one with a lot in hand, in my opinion. He's only carrying 10 stone four Sunday. John Joe won this race with Lingo for JP quite a few years ago. Um, it wouldn't be the biggest shot for me if this was to go in at twelve to one, you know. But I'm on. The, I'm on the Edward Stone, but there's a good chance I'd have a saver on Tegarek on the day. Yeah, so, I, Andrew, I for you? whipped out the laptop, had a look at this race, and closed the laptop. To be honest, um, I, I, I fancy absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, you know, Milkwood did go into my tracker. Um, I, I, I quite like that Welsh champion hurdle possibly going forward 
Um, and I was really hoping Buzz would show up here, but he didn't get an entry. So he, like it seemed like the obvious race for him, and maybe he picked up an injury or something. But um, Milkwood won on a seasonal reappearance at um, Fosslas and um, backed it up by finishing fourth in the Welsh champion hurdle, which was a fine effort. Um, Six-year-old, possibly still improving. Uh, decent each-way price, but um, this isn't a race I will be getting too involved in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's summarise. Declan, not one you want to get involved in? No, it's it's not my type of race. Um, big handicap hurdles. Not really. But, you know, Bally Andy's, you know, he, he, one of those really likeable horses. He's been around forever. And, he, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he'd run his race. So, I was going to have a bet, you know, an each way bet on Bally Andy. Uh, no, mate. For yourself, you're not involved, are you? Fine. Each way, small. <laughs> I am, yeah, but I'll be looking at the same um, on Stephen, you are involved, aren't you? With also, Edward's Benny's bridge right back last time. He carried lumps of weight last time. He's got 10 stone, 5 Saturday. It's, it's one of them, he'll be dropped out. Paddy Brennan used to ride him for Fergal. He sort of used to weave his way through late. He got hampered by a faller last time, but I don't think he'll be good enough for this race. But 21, yeah. he might be saying, I'll look at on the exchanges. Opposed to the other two late in the day, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, yeah. Benny's Bridge is one of them who comes from off way off the pace, way at the back, and uh, I don't actually see a jockey on board in the minute. But we'll, we'll see if that comes up on Sunday. Tam White for me, I think he's looking uh, a, a totally different animal this year. Um, looks really bigger. Looking at the, the two runs from previous years, he looks really bigger this year. Looks a really stronger horse. Um, not really want to get heavily involved in handicap hurdles, rather do handicap chases, but yeah, that's the one for me. Right, let's move on. 3.35 next, it's the uh, Skybet Supreme Novices Hurdle. Um, and I must admit, guys, not really one that I was getting jiggy about at all. I mean, obviously, we spoke before we came on her, I think the Paul Nichols horse is probably the one that you don't really know too much about. Uh, do I like third time lucky? Yes, you know, it's a nice, decent horse, but do I think he's supreme novices hurdle standard? Not really. Is he good enough for this race? Probably. I mean, caught and, caught and bold, you know. I can't even think to myself if I've actually ever heard of this horse. It's like it's like one of those where you just think, do these horses actually stand out to you? And this one does not stand out to me. Not a single one in here stands out to me. It sounds poor to me. Do, am I right? Sure. <laughs> Did you come to me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, the, the favourite tour time lucky. Two, two from two of a hurdles. Ford and the bumper. I don't know how well the, the bumper farm's holding up. And, you know, we discussed the bumper farm before. You know, uh, some years it's great, some years it's not. And a lot of them get burnt out. They, you know, they, they never really recover or they, they're usually stairs, isn't it? Like they're gone, you know. They're, they're, they can be quick stairs, that, but they they usually want the trip, like you know. And and that's bumpers, bump, good bumper horses used to run into three miners. Uh, I I don't think he's he's been overly impressive in in his hurdle races. I know he is two from two. And look, it goes back to what he said at the beginning. Uh, I I struggle with the the novice hurdle form uh, at this stage of the season, but. You know, even more so in Britain because there is more bad horses and 
it's really hard to work out what they've beaten to date. Uh, Carton Bold was was behind Matt Fabulous the last day, but you know, I, I don't know what that means. I, he's still a novice because he, he won in February. Um, the Nichols horse, Fidelio Vallis, we've beaten in, in the illicit race the last day, but Mrs. Hyde has, has gone and, and backed that up. So, you know, th- there is there, there's something to cling to there. There's a little bit of form you can cling to. Uh, for pleasure has loads to find. Jesse's horse that, that ran last week, unseated at the first, bumped into... Um, the Nalmaid horse, who I thought would have won the race, uh, they both unseated. You know, Jungle Junction has been behind Cedar Road. Um, finished fourth in the race at Nace in March behind Cedarwood Road, Beacon Edge, and Antuchus. And that farm's not bad. We'll probably talk about Beacon Edge shortly. But, you know, they're not bad horses to, to be behind. But, you know, there is probably a bit of value there around eight to one, but I'm not sure he will be up to the the Nichols horse. Um, other than that, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll go with the the, the straight forecast Fidelio Vallis to beat Jungle Junction. Oh, nice one, nice one. Love it. Everyone loves it. Your yeah. So this race, Chris, is similar to the Triumph Hurdle trial. Um, from the day previously, this is a race that I would come back to religiously. Um, I know it doesn't look like a good race now, um, but this race tends to never look like a good race. Um, I, and I just talk, I, I can just, I know that by, from experience because I, I followed form from this race a few years ago, like of Thomas Darby, and I, I believe Itchy Feet was in it as well. Um, and they, they both ran really well in the, in the actual Supreme Novices. Um, this isn't a race I'll be trying to get involved in right now. Um, third time lucky, only rated 129 from his two stars, but completely unexposed. Um, I'm interested to see Four Pleasure going the other way as well, because he nearly ended up in the, God knows where he could have ended up on the, the motorway, um, at the way he was going at Kempton. Um, you know, he, he just hated going that way, and he, he goes around, he, he goes right... Um, you know, he goes the other way now at Cheltenham. Uh, but to be honest, this isn't a race I'd like to have a bet in. Um, and to be honest, by the way this podcast is going, they'll probably the tape so will already be up for this race by the time we're finished. So I'm going to I'm gonna shut up. So uh, there'll be no bet for me here. <laughs> yeah. It has been a long one, hasn't it? Yeah, so far, completely but we've got my, uh, some great races. For Davey, I've had it's the most probably trustworthy. Mrs. Hyde's pretty decent yardstick, but the only other thing is the fact Jesse's bringing. Uh, sorry, John Harrington. Um, the, it's a nickels also for me. The fact Harrington's bringing one over is probably a bit of a thing to keep an eye on. But getting the handicap, man. Vallis, yeah, for me. I, I, won't, I won't be having a bet in there. Sorry, so I'm sure I probably won't even watch it. Yeah, putting the feelers out there. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably what. Let's just look at that for form lines when we come into the uh, new year, right? Let's move on. We're going over to oh, thank the God, Emerald Isle now, and this is what you've probably been waiting for, Declan Andrew. <laughs> oh, thank God! Oh, thank God! You know, that's what we have to say, isn't it? You know, right? Let's go over. We're going back to Saturday now. It's the Punchers Town. It's the twelve fifteen. Uh, do you know what? It feels really strange this because actually we've got two races here from Punchers Town. 
and we're going to be done by 10 past one. It's very strange. Um, <laughs> the first race um, is this novice chase at 12.15. It's uh, grade two. Um, we see Felix Desha here at the 11 to 10 favourite with Barber Star at 11 to 8. I mean, please, please tell me if I'm wrong, boys, but I personally feel that Darvis Star wins this hands down. He's got well written all over him. Whether okay. he goes Arkle Chase or Marsh Chase, we'll wait and see. But That's if he me, comes back down from jumping the fence. Sorry, say that again? He could get so high, he might not come back down from jumping the fence. He is going to win this hands down. <laughs> Tell me why, Declan. You know he's going to win it. Come on. I. Uh, I tell I, I don't anyone who knows that about racing and watched his his beginner's chase. I don't know what they saying. All I read was impressive, impressive, impressive. He was like, he was okay. He came down with snow on him, like you know, he was ballooning fences. He was in the air for ages. Now He's not look, in a birch. You, yeah, he didn't touch anything. But in an article, they'd all jump by him. He'd still be in the air. They'd be passing the post. The ambulance and all would be gone, boy. Look, I, I, I thought there was nothing impressive about his beginner's chase. I mean, I know we often talk about how good beginner's chases are in Ireland, but I'm not sure what's coming out of that field. Good horses are going to jump by him if, he, if he's not jumping lower. And if they think he's a, a two-miler, like two-milers are, they're literally, they're, you know, they're, they're winning or they're falling. They're, they're, Two-milers are not great economical jumpers. They're not like Gold Cup horses. You know, they're, they're brushing through them. And they're, but the most important thing is they're landing running. And this fella probably did land running, but he was so long in the air that, the, you know, the feel to be away from him. I thought there was absolutely nothing impressive about his, his debut chase performance. You know, it was impressive to see how much social media hyped him up like that oh, I found that impressive but I have big big doubts about him I'd be gone I'd actually be gone back Cordland I'd probably be turning up in the Margiana on Sunday if I trained him because I don't think he's a chaser at all and he was a he was a really nice hurdler you know second in second in the Irish champion hurdle and third in the, the Cheltenham champion hurdle you know I don't I don't think he laid love on Felix Deshi on Saturday I know he's, he's been off but he turned into a nice novice hurdler in the spring of 2019 um, he ran a decent race at Cheltenham and he, he won our entry and I think he was second down at Punchestown you know he's a bit of a tear away he will go off he, he'll go off in front and he be hard to catch and if he gets into a rhythm that star will not see him you know, he, he won in a canter at Killarney I just think he's very very exciting He's come back from time off. He ran in the, the Galway hurdle and then he's gone chasing. I think he's a very, very exciting chaser. And, you know, he could light up the arc come March if that's where he ends up because he'd just go out in front and, you know, his jumping, his jumping was fine at Killarney. Just, you don't really know till they get tested. Uh, and he, he only might get tested on Saturday. But if he goes out in front and he's popping them, Nothing, nothing will see him if he has, you know, I think, honestly, if he has half the engine he had as a novice hurdler, he's beating this field. Uh, who else is in it? Pagan's Rock. Well, of course, he beat Jack Hackett, you know, so he, he deserves a, a mention. Um, <laughs> he's had a bright enough start to, to chase him. 
wave, a, a wave of the sea is still only a fire old and has been beaten by Zachareva, who you know we 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 talked about her earlier. Uh, you know how we feel about her, and he's entitled to improve. He's entitled to keep improving. Very young to be chasing, um, you know, considering that in this country that you know they haven't even gone to the sales yet. That you know, there's fire all made in point to points. Uh, ben Rubin seems to have got his act together over fences. There's a line through polished steel where you could, you know, you know, you could put him ahead of some of the others in the market. Um, but I, I don't think anything gets near Felix Deshi. Emily Moon, uh, the tortoise run is is interesting behind zero ten and Dunvegan, who we'll talk about later as well. But I think zero ten is a, a serious animal going right handed, and Emily Moon could be she's she is the outsider here, and I don't think she should be. Uh, but look, Felix Deshi is is an exciting horse, and he can jump, and Darvis Star cannot jump. I just stole social media hype because this horse finished toward the champion hurdle and then won a beginner's chase. But if you analyse that race, I, I don't know how anyone got excited about the way he jumped all his fences. It was I, I don't know I don't know what sort of race I'd run them in. I'd be straight I'd be running the Margiana. You've, you've hurt my feelings, Declan. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm, the, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris, but he was you know, we nearly took down the jumbo jet on one stage. I believe he came down with snow on his head, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I, I just, I was, I was ups- nearly upset myself, like watching the race, because you're hoping, you're hoping this horse who's, you know, he's running the champion hurdle as a novice. So you're going, but he's running the champion hurdle, he's that experienced, and he hasn't spent too long over hurdles. And then he was yeah. like ballooning the things, like he was up on stage, oh, up on top of the stand at one stage. And I don't think he laid love on Felix Deji. I, th- I think Keith. Keith Donahue came in and said he was a little bit asleep. I mean, you can't be doing that against Felix Deshi, can you really? But, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm sticking to my guns. Felix Davis Star, I, I think he's a class off. Felix Deshi, he's, he's, he's got a real good mark. He's going to be a good race. Yeah, I want to, I think. And well, anything you want to looking add? at the high jump and giving Mutaz Barsham a, a run for his money in, in, the, in, in the Olympics next year. <laughs> but for for Darvish Star, the, the, the um, now Declan was right. The, this this thing was uh, this thing was skull and seagulls with his jumps. But look, I don't think it was. Um, when you watch the race, it looked like he was being heavily influenced by uh, conflated. I think it was conflated. He was jumping left the hallway around, and Darvish Star, you know, the haired animal mentality was following him left. Um, and Starmark's uh, tore off in front. Now, Starmark's completely stopped and conflated, bombed out as well. And it left Darber Star in front. And I think that really, especially that last fence where it, it did, it looked like he was he was about to fly to Cheltenham. Um, you know, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't that impressive. I totally agree with that. And I wouldn't be touching him at 11 to 8 here. Um, but just to go back on what Declan said about nothing coming out of that race, Lemma Signy, um, he was only at school that day. Um, I'll, that's all I'll say about him. Um, put him, put him in your tracker. But um, 
look, this this is a really nice race. Um, my mouth almost salivates here about which one of these is going to win a handicap at Leopardstown at the Dublin Racing Festival in February because a few of them will ha- turn up here. Um, Felix Deji at 11 to 10, I'm happy just to let him win here. I'm still not 100% sold on him. I, I'd want to see him maybe settle a bit more. I'd like to see him maybe in a bigger field, but that's just not going to happen with the nature of the races he's going to be campaigned in. Um, a wave of the sea. The 21 Galway plate. Uh, Pakin's Rock is a horse I really, really like. Um, he's taken to chasing very, very well. Um, now he's around the block plenty over hurdles, so he may not have as much improvement in him as others, but he is unbeaten uh, in his last two runs over fences. Um, it represents nice place value here. I, I can see either Felix Deji or Darberstar bombing out. One of them, I think, will bomb out. And Pakin's Rock um, for Barry Murphy, very capable handler. Um, he could sneak into a place, um, but, you know, he is a good horse. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this race very, very closely. And uh, as well. Um, there, there are two horses that I think could, you know, maybe sneak up in handicaps uh, down the line uh, these novice chases especially at this graded level minds finding you know premier handicap winners um, but to be honest Chris I think Pakin's Rock is a nice price of 14 so I'd, I'd be looking his way each way uh, I'm pretty much in the Phoenix camp really like I Stephen Darby Star's got the form from last year in the champion and the, uh, the Irish equivalent but Phoenix Stage was a was just as good a hurdler, really. Obviously, not champion hurdle level, but in his novice year, he was, I think, he was third or fourth behind Classical Dream. And in the age equivalent, he walloped Sarah Moore, Rude's for a finishy feet, you know. And on his debut, he looked, he looked pretty fluent to me. Um, I think six to five. It's not a betting race for me, but I'm, out of the match, he would be the one I'd be on to lead all the way. Felix Desi for Stephen Declan for yourself. It's funny, Steve, benching Classical Dream because the only horse that jumps higher than Darver Starred is Classical Dream. Uh, look, <laughs> I, I think Emily Moon, 33 to 1, you know, if you want, if you wanted to have a sneaky each way bet and, and, you know, hope to grab some, many is, is in it. Oh, there's only seven of them, is there? Only I don't know. If you want to take the chance on, on Darver Star still being in the clouds, Emily Milne could. <laughs> Emily Milne is, is a big, big price. I think there's, you know, there's a little bit of form and and Pagan Drop. I think Andy's he's fairly spot on there. Uh, but I think Felix Deshi goes out in front. Doesn't see another horse. Um, um, yeah, I'm gonna stick with Pagan's Rock each Andrew way. And look, Pagan if Rock. anybody is gonna follow me in there, um, just keep him on side because he could be one that turns up in a handicap in the spring. Well, you're all wrong because Darby Stark, even though he touches the clouds and licks that rain, he wins. Yeah. <laughs> Higher than Pete Darty is. Ah, oh, well, well. Anyway, it's the game of opinions. Here we go. Right, right, let's move on. Here we go. 12.50 now. It's the handicap chase, the grade B handicap chase at Funchestown. Uh, without really knowing what's going to turn up in here, it's hard to really gauge what's going to run in this race, but I think Declan, you touched on one before that I'd like to start with, which is zero ten. 
like the rest, only four starts and chases. He had a run on the flat, which is going to start sharpening him up. He's been winning and running well in defeat. His run behind cashback was decent, wasn't it? And then he won that grade three in uh, Thurley's by a street in really decent fashion. I think 147 is a, a mark that there's probably more to come off, don't you think, Declan? Yeah, th- these are actually declared, uh, Chris. So then again. I said these are declared. Did you say you don't know what's going to turn up here? I'm, well, I'm looking at that, but I'm looking at the betting as well, and I can't yeah. see any betting through. No, there's no betting, but they're all declared. Um, 48-hour deck now, COVID. Oh. Look, 0-10, I, I think he's a different animal going right-handed. I've been at, at Nace nice when he was second to cashback. Um, I think Dunbegan was actually scored in that race as well. Going right-handed, he's a, he's a Cashback's a lunatic. It was a mad race to watch. Cashback's just mad as a hatter, and you know, zero ten was jumping left or jumping right the whole way around. I think he's a really, really. He needs to be well placed, but you know, I, I worry about Emmett Mullins at times. I don't know what this lad has be does be up there. I I've mentioned it before. Um, he's up to all sorts. I I, I really don't know. Maybe we should get him on. We can have a chat with him. Um, but I, I, I really like Cyril Ten as a horse, and he needs to be going right-handed. So, so this should see. It's a really, really competitive race. You know, we we talked about the Paddy Power, but I think this is a better race. Like the Palm Tornado Flyer. Like some of these might only realise their potential this season. That's a record in there. You know, wearing number three. Like that, that that's a potential Gold Cup mare. You know, we don't yeah. know what she is. You know, we haven't got to see it. It's typical Willie, like, you know what I mean? Protecting the mares and, you know, we, we win what races we can with them. And you never really get to see how good they are. Um, Dunvegan is another one I like. And to be honest, I think, you, you take, if you want to back Dunvegan in this, I assume it'd be a decent enough price. But I think he's going to be a big, big improver now that he's a senior chaser. And I think there's a lot more to come from Dunvegan. And I, I do love... You could go through all these. You can find an angle to... Even, you know, down the bottom of the handicap, Stones and Roses. Uh, I like all of these horses. I, I love Chasers. But, you know, I do like zero ten 10 right-handed. I think he's a different animal to, to, the, to the one he is left-handed. But assuming Dunvegan is, might be twice the price of... 0-10 in this race, I would be happy to roll the dice and have a bet, take the gamble that he's a big, big improver um, another year under his belt, another another summer under his belt and he's going to be he's going to turn into a, a, a very good chaser. Yeah, bullshit Declan, like 0-10 Where are we? Trouble uh, penalties. Stephen? <laughs> yeah. No, just listen to the boys funny enough, Chris. Yeah, Oh, you're watching the Scotland yeah, match. The Irish races, like, <laughs> these boys are like, they're like anoraks, aren't they? Obviously, by pound sales are at a 0-10 Farkas triumph hurdle winner. I'd just, I'd rather listen to what these lads have to say about it. Like, Dunvegan, I think we had a couple of touches on him, Chris, didn't we? When he won his bumper, I think he beat one of Willie's, and then we was really keen on him the next time. But it's just a race to watch for me That's and right. listen to what these two experts have to say on it, you know? 
Oh, this race is yeah. Loaded. Come on, expert number two. Um, it's really hard to kind of get a grasp on it. Um, again, the last yeah, the, the last. It's similar to the Paddy Power, isn't it? The, the, a lot of these horses probably didn't get a chance to show what they were capable of in the spring. Um, but there is one tip in itself here, and Declan just touched on it. Um, and it's the fact that Willie Mullins is running a mare. Um, like he always, he's always so cautious in how he campaigns mares, Willie Mullins. And I, I like, I, I really, when I seen Seltzerita entered here and I seen her entered at Clonmel, I, I was, I say, she, I would have, you know, I would have said she was tens on to run at Clonmel. Um, but she goes here. And I just can't help but feel that that's a tip in itself. Um, 148 probably underestimates her. Um, I think Bob Holm is going to be campaigned to maybe... He might be campaigned like Aramon was last year. He might end up in a handicap at the festival. Um, so keep an eye on that. Um, 0-10 is, is a fantastic Ooh. course. And again, it's like... We don't know if he's going to end up on a maiden at the flat or if he's going to end up in the, you know, if he's going to end up in the Irish champion hurdle or or, or the Gold Cup <laughs> or the, the Glenfarclas cross-country chase. We just don't know where he's going. Like, yeah, he could, you never know. Um, you know, and it's great to see Farclas back as well because he was a promising summer chaser last year. Kind of, again, similar to Tiger Roll, um, kind of le- left in purgatory after his... Um, uh, you know, juvenile and and five year old campaign uh, comes up, comes over fences, and then does an injury. Um, he's going to be brought along very, very slowly by Gordon. So I wouldn't be taking him just here. But this this race is, you know, you could really give a chance to any of them here. Um, and it will really be interesting to see what price Salsaretta opens at here because I'm I'm honestly I'm actually shocked um I if she that she's turning up here and the only reason I feel like that she is turning up here is because she she might have a stone in hand interesting look look interesting. at look at the jockey bookings uh Paul Towns on tornado floor now I, I've been at nice and you know I, I've seen him scrub the long gone boy to stand the first time around He's probably a work. He's probably I, I, one of these I don't know things. What people think about him, but absolutely he's destroys slow, the gallops. You know, but, you need to call the fire brigade from the flames that are on them, and then he just turns up to the to the track, and then. Well, uh, big, big deep gallop would just be up to their arse, like you know. Um, I, and Danny Mullins is on Salsaretta, who like Danny got an awful lot of stake a few years ago. He was sort of too heavy to, to, to ride on the flat and he was too light to ride over jumps and he got the Barry Connell job and, you know, he probably shouldn't have been in the job at that time, but I think Danny's turned into a, a fine jockey and he's riding Salsa it, It's a really interesting one. There's, you know... Big I, 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 I don't know what Willie's thinking. You wouldn't know what he's up there. You wouldn't know. Declan, what do you fancy is... for this one, mate? What would you think for one selection? <laughs> Me? Oh, yeah. I like them all. Now look, um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I like zero ten, but I, I want to see, I want to see the market open up and see where there's a bit of value. Now I know, look, you know, if you think a horse is going to win, you think a horse is going to win. But the other way of, of looking at it is you're looking for value. You know, 
if, if a horse is shorter than you think it should be, don't back it, don't bother. But if he's bigger than you think he should be, you're getting a bit of value. And I think Dunvegan will be value. I, I think I am taking a gamble, but sure, that's what we're doing. My God. I, I think he, he will he will turn into a, a very good chaser. And who knows, you know, he could eventually he, he could run in grade ones. I don't know. I, I think he's a I think he's a very good horse. Um at the moment, without knowing the market, I'm gonna go, um, yeah, look, I, I think Dunvegan. Way, but I'd want him to be yourself? bigger than an each way price. So, like, you know, she's five to one. I don't want to be getting my money back. Like, anything, you know, she's seven or eight to one. Um, I'd be very sweet on Salsaretta. Uh, no, watching brief, Chris. Uh, obviously, interesting Salsaretta, Stephen. Anything from yourself? And he's been keen on her for a long time. And I'm even Valpony. I think he was looking at you wanted to back her for any race at the festival last year, didn't you? But, um, mm-hmm. Seven pound claim. What's the story behind him? Um, I'll tell you the story behind him. Wait until March. Yeah. No, he, uh, oh. Brown Advisory. Oh, I'll that for No, Bapalm. Oh, well, the Bapalm. He could end up in the Kimmy or with that. Jockey book or the uh, he'd need to come down a few pounds. Yeah, he was, was it, he was a persuasion never stayed in the stairs, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's not. He was not there. Yeah, hundred percent. He came there swing and didn't get home. Mm. He, he came. He came swing at Leperstown uh, behind Appleshade one year, I think, and and he just didn't get home. He looked like the winner. Yeah, it was only crazy I odds. But uh, didn't get home. Fine. But you know, one of the likable horse. He sort of got to Fahina, one out, and then Fahina sort of went away again, didn't he? But yeah, so it's a watching break for me. It's a bloody good race as well. Plenty of good animals in this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get, get this. Yeah, you get two runner novice chases at Wincanton. Whoa! And the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a one to forty shot. <laughs> Hang on, that, you, get better, but you get better. You get better in the basketball. Serious. That's sexy racing. What you want about? <laughs> right, let's move on, guys. We are moving on to Sunday's racing now. Sunday's racing for Punchestown. Um, big first race is the Florida Pearl Novice Chase, which is over two miles, six and a half. Um, lots of decent horses which are entered in here. Um, where do we start, though? I mean, I'm a big fan of latest exhibition myself. Not really massively giddy about having a bet in the race, though, Declan. What do you think? Look, I was a, I was a big latest exhibition fan at the beginning of last year, and then everyone started copped on, and he went and won at Leopard's Tower, and you are losing the bit of value. And then I thought, you know what? Sometimes they don't mature into great chasers, particularly coming out of that Albert Bartlett. But as we said before, it was a red hot Albert Bartlett, and I actually don't know whether we'll ever say that again because it's it's a race for. The race for slow horses, really, but that was a really, the really race. sorry. The potato the, race. Yeah, the spud race. Yeah, it, it was it was red hot. That was that was a possibly the greatest Albert Bartlett there'll ever be, um, and he was so impressive on Chase debut, and he needs a faster pace than he got in that beginner's chase. And the way he quickened off the bend, he just blew me away. I think this horse is a. I think he's a serious animal. Um, 
I, I don't know whether he's, he's going to be a two and a half miler or a three miler. You know, he'd probably get six miles. If, if he's running, he, that, those horses will run forever. You know, if, if they can get that, if they can get that trip and they can race to the line like they did, you know, on that new course, as novice hurdlers, I just think we could be looking at these horses for a good few years, mopping up all the, you know, they, they have a bit of everything. This The way he quickened off the bend at Pungestown really, really impressed me. I thought he was he was really good that day. And I'm hoping he turns into a, you know, he obviously hoping he, I hope he doesn't go down the farm wide or I hope he runs in the RSA and turns into a golf up horse. Uh, Pencil full of lead was a decent hurdler. He, he's the type, you know, that will improve for chasing. He's the type you like to keep on side, but you know, he, he's bumping into the latest exhibition on this day, unfortunately. Home by the lead, five at all. Very impressive the last day. He just he just stays all day and I'd be worried about will he be done for, for Tau. The way that his, that his exhibition could quicken, you know, Homer Lee is very likeable. I know Andy likes him too. Uh, he won that race that Foxy Jacks ran in the last day and he looked beaten. He just stayed and stayed and stayed and stayed. I know Andy has already mentioned him for the farm oiler. Uh, but I, I do think he wants a trip and I don't think, you know, there's not, well, I suppose there's not much more of a trip given the gates. It's two, six and a half, but he probably wants more uh, against very good horses. Uh, Carton may have been holding for a long time and, you know, you'd like to think there's potential there, but the, there's probably not. Uh, Brace Yourself is probably limited, has been behind Pagan's Rock, so there's a glimmer of hope there, but probably limited looking at his farm. Uh, Cocoa Beach could be um, a bit of value. One chase, three quarters of a length behind pens are full of lead. Uh, I, I'm actually, I, I, I seen prices earlier, but they're gone now. But I jotted down you, it could be a bit of value, so I, I'd say it's a decent price. I, I, the thing about Foxy Jacks, I don't know whether the ground was the issue the last day, and I don't know whether the, the ground description we, we got from Cork was right because I think it was raining all day that day and it's jumping like. We we had raved about how fast the jumping was. He was very very quick over his fences, and he just didn't jump with any fluency the last day. And I was thinking, the higher and grade he goes, the better his jumping will be, because he was really really attacking his fences. And I don't I don't know what happened the last day. He was obviously outstayed well by home by the label. He did jump. He, he jumped up the arse of wait and see, and you know wait and see is is, is in this race as well, and. Is, is bigger odds again. So there's there's a bit of value there about that. So I, I really, really like Foxy Jackson. I really want to see this race to see if it look if he turns up. I don't know whether he will turn up because we haven't got the decks yet, but I'm hoping the last day was you know, maybe just maybe just didn't like the ground, didn't like the rain. I love the way he was attacking his fences. And he just didn't do that the last day. And he was outstayed and I think I think he'd have put that race to bed. They they punted the ears off him. He was something like fourteen to one the night before, and he went off favourite. And it, it was a competitive race, but he just he just wasn't himself. He wasn't attacking defences like we we'd seen previously. Uh, but look, I I I do I I do find it hard to see like his exhibition being be here. I think he's he's 
he's a high quality horse and I, I think that was a very impressive performance the last day I think he'll be he'll be, he'll be a better jumper the higher than Brady uh, goes no, so it's, it's pretty much for thanks me. very much Declan um, Stephen Jensen you can't see in this one very early last year when he was uh, second jumper Cadabras he then turned turned over a really hot pot in uh, Andy Dufresne but he never disappointed for the rest of the year probably a bit unlucky to get nabbed by a monkfish in the Ballymore, and I suppose we'd be hoping the pair of them sort of get through the season unharmed and end up in the RSA, you know. But for me, it's just a matter of hopefully the favourite doing the business. If he, he's going to be favourite, isn't he? I've got no prices here, but clean round the jumping, no injuries, and sort of uh, all roads to Mars. Yeah, highly likely to be favourite. Well, Do you know what? Lay's exhibition was four to six when I seen it earlier. Four to six. Um, yeah, no, I think this is an open and showcase with, with latest exhibition. Andrew, he was, he, it was a really nice performance at Punchestown. I've got my old man to thank for for putting me onto him earlier in the season. I know Steve said that, but it's my, my dad goes to bed thinking about this horse. Um, he absolutely loves him. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no. This is um, he's he's Dirty an absolutely man. lovely horse. Um, he'll he'll get any trip you want, and he's like people think he's a stare. He's not short of speed. Um, there's absolutely no way. Uh, like if you really wanted to, no, I don't see why you would. But if you put him in over two miles, he wouldn't disgrace himself. Um, you know he's he's a proper horse. Um, now. Home by the Lee, Dex De- said as well, he's only a five-year-old. And I couldn't believe it when I saw he's only a five-year-old because he, he, he just looks like a, an experienced, tough, dour stare. Um, and maybe if, if he just kept getting experience throughout the season, as, as Dex said, the National Hunt chase be absolutely made for him. Um, and I'm, I'm doing my little Cheltenham diary at the moment, which I send on to you, lads. But uh, if people want it, they'll be, uh, it'll be out in the future. But I, I am quite sweet on this horse. Um but even this two mile six at this level, I just feel like he'd just be taken off his feet, as ridiculous as that is that is to say. And it doesn't help that he's given away three pounds as well. Um yeah, but this this would be latest exhibitions to lose. It'd be interesting to see Court made up in trip. She she's been very uh, she's been very impressive. Um she was ridden with absolute so much confidence last time out, and she's definitely a better chaser than she was a hurdler. Um, and then pencil full of lead as well looks uh, looks improved, and then of course Foxy Jacks, um, ground possibly to blame a cork, um, he's better than that, and um, now he may not be as good as latest exhibition, but at, at four to six I wouldn't be backing him, and um, he should just go and win if he's if he's a hundred percent. Fantastic. Well, let's move swiftly on from that race because we all like latest exhibition there. Um, let's move on to this celebration hurdle, which is the grade two. one forty at Punchdown on Sunday. Um, big fan of Beacon Edge myself, um, showing his class recently. Very impressive. Um, Beacon Edge, yeah. Uh, Declan was alluded to it very slightly um, it, earlier on. He was beaten a neck by Cedarwood Road, um, another horse who my dad loves, actually. Uh, but... Um, this is um this is red hot form in my opinion. Um Cedarwood Road just got the better of him at, at Nice in the um the King's Firths, I think, uh listed race. Um and then Antucas was third, who it was a horse I'm very sweet on myself going forward. 
Um, and I just feel like that form, you can just follow it blind. Um, I, I really, really think that is going to be very, very strong form, especially as I think most of the horses from that race at Nace are going chasing, um, except for Beacon Edge and May Jungle Junction. But like he does look an improved horse this year. He hasn't really been tested. He's 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 won very he's won in kind of facile fashion, you know, in, in his first two starts. I say three miles will be absolutely no issue. Um French Dynamite ran an absolute blinder last week. I don't think Mouse Morris will turn him out so quickly again. Uh, Fury Road may need to run. Um, you know, and then there's not really anything else. Sneaky Getaway is a nice horse, but then again, Emmett Mullins. Um, you know, I'm not. He's not guaranteed to run. I wouldn't say. Um, I'd have my reservations. He probably will now, but I, I'd have my reservations about it. Uh, Duke Cup is he's he's done plenty. Um, in great form, five year old definitely going the right way. But I think Beacon Edge is going to be a cut above these. Maybe not Fury Road, but he will have the fitness edge over him, and he's getting two pounds, which, um, he could be flirting with odds on Beacon Edge, but he'll probably win this. Declan, yourself for this one? Yeah, look, I I I love. Speaking edge, but they're, they're talking about running them in the Hatton's Grace, which is two weeks' time, maybe three weeks' time. So I, I don't know whether he's going to turn up here. Uh, it's Fury Road's first run since that. That you know, we we've already spoken about the the Spud race, and I think he was he was toured in that. I just I just don't know if Fury Road has the class of of Beacon Edge. Fury Road strikes me as a you know, he was a, he was a fine, you know, staying novice hurdler, and I don't know how good he's going to get. He's, I I know I know I've harped on about how good that race was, but he just strikes me as a bit of a boat, like you know. Now I was I was in, his farm is good, like you know, his farm is is not to be knocked. That's just me looking at him, thinking he's a bit of a boat, and and would probably be be proved wrong. I, I do like Duke up. I think he's a he's a fairly classy horse. Um he was behind Castmate the last day, which was really, really interesting because he had lots of potential to be a good horse and then he got injured and he'd been off for a while and he's come out and won two races. I expect him to bounce the last day. And and he won really, really well. Um great training performance from from Noel Maid. But Duke up I think is 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 a good horse and a, I think because the fact he's with Ted Walsh, he may be a little bit under the radar because we're all expecting Ted to be, you know, coming up with a handicapper. But, you know, I think Duke Cup is, is, is better than he, he's getting credit for. Uh, French Dynamite, like Andy said, I don't know whether you turn up. There's a few of them you don't know where to turn up. But Henry's is, is interesting. Baptism of fire, one hurdle run, big wide receiver. There's not loads to go on, but. You know, if he turns up and he's a price, he could be, you know, he, he could be worth a bet. But it, it's it's hard it's hard looking at this race at the moment because you don't know who's going to turn up. But Beacon Edge does look the classiest horse in the race. They're lining up the Hatton's Grace. You know, they're going to take on Honeysuckle. That's how much they think of him. Um, if he turns up, you'd be expecting him to be too classy for Fury Road, and then. Um, Duke Couple could probably fall short. He could surprise us, you know. Um, I think he is a good horse, and Baptism of Fire could be anything, I suppose. Um, but you know, if 
it's it's we don't know who's turning up. If we're making yeah, a pick a horse, it's it's big and edge. Sort of races without any betting, isn't it? But um, thank you very much, Declan Stephen. Depend on Fury Road's fitness. I don't know whether the lads are surprised he ain't jumping the fence, but um, I suppose he's only he's only a six year old. I suppose so, but he still could go down the fences route this year, couldn't he? But yeah, Beacon's Edge. I wasn't really sure at first until they just pointed out his form. Obviously, he beat on Tukas, who's since going chase, he's only had to one run, but he ran behind that unaccepted of Mullins, which looks like a really good animal. Um, like I say, Fury Race probably got the best form race, but Baptism of Fire as well. He beat your favourite horse, Chris, in the uh, world receiver. If you use a form line through the Willie's other horses, it's impressive. Called it uh, Ingolo, would That's bring right, him yeah. right into the picture. But like I say, about any prices, I don't really know what. Got three or four gigging sound horses as well, so I suppose tomorrow at midday we'll know a lot more about what's going to run and what's not. But um, Fury Road for me, I suppose, just on just on the pure form edge of the festival race. Um, I I do like if he's actually if he's Steven, odds against, Andrew I'll probably back Beacon Edge to be honest, Chris. But I'm expecting him to be odds on. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and Declan yourself? Look, lads, I always back down runners, don't I? And if these aren't even declared, look, I I I don't expect Beacon Edge to turn up. But I, I, I don't think he'd be odds on if he does. I think Fury Rose is going to be favourite here um, down to Festival Farm. And I think there could be good value on this race. There could be good value about you coming baptism of fire. But I think, you know, well, it sounds like I'm going down to the now, credit the union now. If, if, uh, uh, if Thanks very much. <laughs> He's odds against. <laughs> it's a clean sweep. It's a clean sweep. Right, we are moving on to our final race. This has been a massive bumper, bumper edition. We're nearly on two hours now, lads. Um, but actually, it's our last race, and it's probably the best race of the weekend. Yeah, it's the more we probably already have the result. Um, the grade one. Um, well, well, yeah, we've been here forever. Haven't we? I mean, really looking forward to it. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Hurricane. Yeah, that's right. I mean, do we think the champion winner goes here? Because yeah, personally, I, I think this the horse is a, in here. I think uh, he could be a borderline freak. Um, to be honest Ooh. with you, Chris, I like. I know he he only won the county hurdle off a stamp. Uh, but Jesus Christ, absolutely hosed up. Um, and for such an inexperienced horse to do that, um. You know, he absolutely he went by he went by them all like they were standing still, and it wasn't you know as if it was a bad race. Aramon was second, and he won the Galway hurdle off fifteen stone or whatever. So you know, it was a huge performance. Um, now the Tipperary race he beat Tigris River in, um, like that that form probably isn't worth the paper it's written on. Um, but it does go to show you that San Ra is well, he's fit, he's going the right way, um. As of right now, as of the 12th of November 2020, at quarter to 11 as we record, I think this horse wins the champion hurdle. Um, yeah. The price is here about nines. Uh, yes, he's seven, eight to one. Uh, I will yeah. agree with that. Um, so, that. I think now the interesting thing, thing here is Abercadabras. Is there any pace in this race? Because that's see. what that horse needs. 
Um, he, they'd be really hoping that Jason Abilitant brings them along, who who does look overpriced on the back of that run at Down Royal. It wasn't actually that bad. Um, that was, it was just a really good ride by Rachel Blackmore. Um, as I said to you, lads, it turned into a two-hurdle sprint. Um, and again, I don't think that form has worked very much. Um, I, I don't think it, it was a truly run race. Um, course Sublime, I'm disappointed not to see him over a fence. Uh, we still might. Um, and he's still young. But he's a very, very nice horse, and I think he'd be better when he sees a fence. Um, Super Sunday, he's just a bit long in the tooth now. Uh, Saldier, again, we just don't know what he really is. Um, like he was last year's winner, and um, surprisingly, last year's winner. Um, you know, obviously how how bent and crooked Irish racing is, winning the race is the second string, you know. Um, but no, money messing. Uh, just trying to shade at some online uh, residents, but. Um, look, Abracadabras, I'm going to wait on him. And when you see B1 <laughs> beside his name, when he when he puts the blinds on, which may be the first Tuesday in March or the second Tuesday in March, whatever, um, he could be dangerous. With, with the, I think he might need blinkers, but right now I think uh, San Ra wins this race. Do I want to back him at around four to five? Probably not. Um, but I think he wins this. Pretty much. Backing for the champion hurdle, that's what we're saying. Yeah. Um, interesting. Willie Mullins. Willie Mullins has won the last 10, 10, 10 of these. So he absolutely farms this race. So Gordon Elliott has got some uh, task here with Abercadabas to beat this, don't we think, Declan? Yeah, look, I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking through this race. I, I normally go... Um, the punches down today, and I think you know you've had fine Hurricane Floyd. I think Hurricane Floyd and um, the not go native went down to the last one day and go native fell after coming back from injury. And you know it, it can be a great race some years. I think the last time it was a bit of a damn squib was uh, Thousand Stars one. It was you know a really really lovable horse. And it's just, it's not, it's not, it's, you know, it's not setting me a light this year, unfortunately. But, you know, hopefully that'll turn around and, you know, later on in the season. When, but I, I do look, St. Raw could be anything. The county hurdle winner won a Tipperary. I think people got a little bit excited. I've seen people talking about him being the, the champion hurdle winner. I, I I really don't know, and he's now my thoughts on 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 the hurling division. You know the the champion hurling division at the moment. Like it, it's not what it was, but it, he's not a horse that you know really. I, I'm not backing to win the champion hurling now at the moment. Um, I think I think he's near favourite, is he? Yeah, near yeah. behind Epitome. Yeah, there's there's not much value for a horse who's never won a Grade One. No. But, you want to be mad. Now, look, I'm happy to be proven wrong come March, but, you know, the favourite for the champion hurdle hasn't won a grade one, you know, or even nearly won a grade one is, is a bit crazy to me. Uh, Abacadabras needs a fence. He needs a fence to get two miles. And I, I'm saying that since, since the champ, since the Supreme last year, he, he barely, barely, barely gets two miles. He's high class. And the fence, he'd win the article. He would definitely win the article if he can jump a fence. And I don't see him winning his champion hurdle. 
he could well win this race because it's 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 not really setting me a lie. Um, and it all, I think it all comes down to Salier, really. Uh, Salier won this race last year, but people forget he was putting her up to Espard Allen at Nice the year Espard Allen won the champion hurdle and he fell at the last. Now you can argue that he fell because he was all out and you know. Ruby had that thing of, of making horses look like they had loads left because he does a lot of his riding with his legs. And they, they didn't really... And they fell at the last. And people said Ruby jumps off the horse at the last. But didn't they, they just fell because they had nothing left. Ruby was sitting quiet on them because that's the way he rides. Um, but, you know, he, he sort of proved that wrong when he came out when he won this last year with, um, in the second colours of, of Richie. And... He seems very, very fragile, but he, he, he seems he's able to go fresh and he's a big, big danger here. Uh, Super Sunday is probably past his best. I don't know whether any of have ever seen Super Sunday, but he's probably the most beautiful national hunt horse I've ever seen. He's a Galileo. Like, he looks like a derby horse. He's really, really beautiful. Um, and he's, he's been a great horse to follow through the years. Uh, you don't see many Galileos like that. Um winning top class national hunt races it's been, well. been a joy to, to follow to be honest like Andy said but, sorry yeah yeah look he's 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 been a, he's been top class like you know two miles three miles two and a half miles doesn't matter they said he needed a good ground he won on heavy ground he's been he's been a joy to, to follow um, Jason the Militant I, I've backed for this the champion hurdle and I don't know whether he's 20 to 1 because he might not turn up because he you know but then Abacadabras is ran in the same race as him at Royal and I still think Jason the Militant is, is going to improve 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 I don't think the champion hurdle is that hot they all have to be last year's winner and I don't know who's going to, to beat last year's winner if it turns up good ground Sharjah is, is is probably the one who's gonna put her up for the most. Um, but he's a bit of a headbanger as well and he's he's very he's very he's quite ground dependent. But Jason the Militant has time to improve. And, and we'll see on Sunday. I just think he they're they're big, big odds. Um I don't even know if he's gonna turn up at this stage. I I think Abigail needs a fence. Cars are blind grand has gone to growl all uh growl uh, Lachlan now. Um, we don't know. It's not. It's not. You know, warming me cockles. This race, I'd be happy to take any in each way about Jason Milton again. Yeah, if he so, turns up. Same. Well, it still gives me nightmares. Interesting. Thanks, Declan. Um, Stephen. Twenty-fives and God knows what. I don't know what you returned that day. Must be six or seven. Uh, don't talk to me about that. Yeah, <laughs> I had some good bets going on it as well. But, um, yeah, Saint Roy just. Everything he's done so far has been pretty easy. Sort of, he doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to. Like, doesn't need to guarantee a strong pace to be his best. I don't think. I think with Abracadabras, is everything's got the race has got to go to plan for him to be his best. I'm just sort of wondering with Abracadabras whether he's he's probably going to be beaten two or three times, and he probably get probably wouldn't. Even, it wouldn't surprise me if he went and won a champion medal. You know, I know Declan's anti him, but um, not anti. But I mean, says in his offence, but. They pulled well clear in that Supreme last year. Which just been a, I just think if it weren't for Asteria and Kalonj, I said the other week, 
I think he would have held on to him for a bit longer. I think he probably would have won the race. But um, uh, yeah, <laughs> Saint Roy for me. I think Chris Abercadabras. I think he was two one in the week. He's drifted out to freeze now. I'm seeing. Is he? Is there a possibility he could be pulled out as well? But 